0: Welcome back to the Last Prepper Standing Podcast. We're talking Russian coups and power outage blues. So uh, I wanted to get on this episode and talk a little bit about the situation we had in East Texas um, where I live. We had people without power for about four to seven days. Um, But before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on right now. Um, As of the recording of this podcast, we're a day after the alleged uh, attempted coup in Russia. It's June 25th now. But that Russian coup, it, it just highlights that from day to day, um, we have no clue what's next and what could really be happening, and there's some events that could happen on a global scale that can thrust us into something that will um, greatly change not only our future, but the world's future, and really kind of damage our country and our nation as a whole, because it's looking like uh, from a lot of the, our even our own media, is that, you know, our spy agencies had an idea of what was going on and was actively working against, um, Russia. So even that, that's a media psyop and they're, and they're just playing these, um, games with Russia, which I just think is such a dangerous thing to do. And I don't think the American public is really um, with it in terms of, you know, having the hearts and minds of the people um, wanting to get into a war with them. But it is just more proof that our government doesn't care about our safety, um, that we the people and this homeland is not at the forefront of their mind. And any moment we could be into a world war three a global conflict and we have to have um, these preparations ready to go and ready to be deployed and ready to be implemented for the safety of ourselves and our family members and you know power um the power um just is corrupts on a level that you wouldn't believe obviously as, as we just see um, failed, failed States and failed governments just falling all around the world right now. And kind of a, rush to this globalization they're gonna to have to have um independent nations and countries fall to bring in the global um, new world order that they really want at the end of the day so if you're listening to this podcast i'm sure you're already very familiar with stuff like that and i would love to discuss it more And if that's something you want to hear about on the podcast more just keep reaching out to me um i know a lot of people have told me they want to hear topics on uh, news um about prepping and how how it affects us and how we prep but um before we get into anything in more on politics sides, um, I want to talk about exactly um, what happened here in my area. But in my area, like I mentioned, we had people who were without power for four to seven days. In most areas, I think the, you know, the shortest was the people who, you know, maybe only missed it for a day or a few hours. But a large majority of the city and the town um, lost power from a minimum from four to seven days. Um, the power um, Outage kind of started at the beginning of a heat wave. We're in that right now, but what was really standing out to me, and you got to see this on full unfold if you were in the Preppers Club, because I was sharing um, kind of updates from local news sources, and even more importantly, which I encourage every Prepper to do, and this is a big takeaway um, that everyone should consider. If you're not on social media, which I'm sure most of us are, but you really want to get on social media and use it as a tool to help you be more prepared. And one of those tools you could use is using a local face. Uh, local Facebook groups and pages um, that are community-based and oriented. Um, One of the pages we have is a lot of people in this area are on it and go on there and ask questions and give updates and uh, ask for help or help other people or let you know about events. It's a really good community page. And we even have like a little local neighborhood page, which I actually encourage everyone to set up. It's very good. Um, The people in our little um, subdivision, everybody's pretty much on there on Facebook. We're able to give each other info updates, if, you know, a dog's let loose, if there's any security concerns or anything like that. And it's a way to just kind of passively know your neighbors um, through a space that everybody's kind of comfortable with on social media. But as as events unfolded, I was uploading um, screenshots of questions people had, concerns people had, problems people were dealing with um, as they had no power. And it really overall gave me some insights that a lot of people in my area are very very unprepared which is a little counterintuitive to what i was thinking would be the case considering where i'm at where there's you know a pretty big hunting culture um mostly republican area uh people are really into guns and all that stuff so you think prepping and preparedness would be a little bit more at their forefront of their mind and they wouldn't be thrown into such disarray from a storm that led to a four to seven day power outage but it was really a lot of chaos, and a lot of that chaos began um, in many different ways, and a lot of the prepper rules that you see um, unfolded. I shared a picture of all the garbage bags from the local grocery store, Um, and every grocery store was the same. They had to throw out all their meat. They threw out a lot of the frozen goods, big, big majority of it. A lot of the perishables were all gone after the power was out. So people were scrambling for food. Um, there was a run on the gas and diesel in the area. So when we talk about, you know, keeping your gas tank half full, having um, some cash on reserve, those things came into play. I was able to go, um, Just I just wanted to pick up some beer and hang out because I was at home. Um, the little liquor store was accepting cash only. Um, I know somebody who owns a smoke shop and they went from making a couple thousand dollars today, only making a couple hundred dollars a day because they didn't, people just didn't have cash on hand. But you know, I had the ability to have cash on hand, part of the prep, something we think about, something we're prepared for. Um, If there's a grid down or power outage situation, this is one of those situations where it came in handy. It worked out perfect, exactly what we want to do it. Um, I didn't have to scramble for gas the local gas stations and i'm going to be interested to see how this plays out in the long run they did price gouge people went from i think anywhere from 279 to 299 was kind of like the average price to upwards of 325 350 um i've heard reports of more i never actually saw it myself i did drive around a lot to kind of survey and get an idea of what was going on um i applaud the city's response um they manned a lot of the major intersections with police they set up um Signs at other intersections um, that were controlled by lights, but it was a really good response to the city to kind of keep the town and everything flowing as easy as they could for the traffic. But you also got to see that a lot of people were not used to um, navigating the intersections properly, so that could be a high-intense um, situation that could lead to road rage. I actually, saw a road rage incident that led from that. But you're dealing with people who are in the heat of Texas, no power. No AC, they're going out on the roads, people aren't able to drive, tensions were definitely high, Um, they were high in the stores, I walked around the stores, you got to see a video of the empty shelves if you're inside the Preppers Club. At the grocery stores, and tensions are high. People were panicking. People didn't have the food and supplies that they needed, um, just to make it. There was a lot of, or make it through the situation. There was a lot of uncertainty at the very beginning of it too. The initial projections was going to be like anywhere upwards of 10 to 14 days to get all the power back on. Is is how bad it was really affected. But um, one of the one of the things is just I really think about. <laughs> One of the things I really think about is how grateful I am that I have that preparedness mindset because we have the ability um, to keep a lot of things going. But some of the takeaways and problems I noticed that a lot of people ran into is just the stuff that comes really um, standard with prepping. But you want to have a way um, to keep your electronics charged, um, have a way to recharge them, have your solar lights ready, um, a lot of perishable food, if you had perishable food on hand, It obviously is just a must if the uh, grocery stores are going to run out of food that you normally consume. And we also gotta have a good network of friends. I was able to let a, a family stay over at my house um because we ended up getting power back pretty quick. So it really benefited them um to be able to stay over here because they had younger children and it was a difficult situation they were put in because they didn't have any money um to leave and really didn't even have an ability to get gas if they wanted to leave. Um the hotels in the area were jacking up their prices too, but that just comes into hand to uh, have money to travel, have the ability to travel. Um one of the easiest things to do in that situation, a lot of people did do it, was to leave to areas outside of the um, where the affected zone was and just go hold up in a hotel somewhere. Sometimes that needs to be your bug out plan. So if you don't have cash on hand or money put back to be able to you know cover a hotel stay for a while, um, that may be the easiest plan possible versus just being miserable in the house and dealing with the power out or you just get out of Dodge for a little bit. Um, a portable AC unit would be really good to have on hand. That's that's what I kind of need to need to think of because it would be nice um, if you're in that situation where you know it's going to be a long time, you could just dedicate um, your resources and energy to maybe only cooling one room so you kind of have a cold room in the house, but everything that you think of from having gas on hand, cash on hand, lights on hand, non-perishable food on hand, all that played out to be very much into our advantage and was very much the things that people were complaining about and lacking over the four to seven day period where people had no power. So it it pointed out a lot of um, weaknesses in just the general public's area, the general public's uh, preparedness in my area and it pointed out a couple weaknesses in in my areas too. So I'm looking forward to that. I definitely think I want to have... um more gas on hand. I want to be able to power maybe multiple fridges, so I gotta really think about the size of the generator I get um, and what what size I really really need. Because having a catastrophic loss and losing all of your perishable foods um, during a four to seven day time period, a lot of people even after this fact now, you know, they said, "Hey, I used my food. I used all my money for uh, my food that I lost, and I don't know how I'm gonna recover for the month." So there's a lot of things that you know that prepping. You have some meals put. Put back, you have some food put back. You lose a lot of your food. You gotta wait till your paycheck comes in. You're able to just go ahead and fill in those gaps with your storable food. So a lot of a lot of takeaways um, from that four to seven day power outage. One thing I really need to figure out how to address if I'm not able to do a cold room and get a portable AC unit to work long time is just how to keep cool in Texas during a power outage. Is not something I've had to deal with yet. Um, Having gas would be able to give you the ability, I guess, to be in your car as well. Run the AC in there. Just hold up in your vehicle. uh, Stay cool that way. Go maybe out on a little adventure and just get away. Go indoors somewhere um, that does have power. There's a lot of things you could do, but if you don't have gas and the whole city runs out of gas, you don't even have that option available to you. So, those are just some of the um, takeaways and some of the some of the power outage blues that I witnessed people having, and it was just from not being ready, not doing those basic things. And then some people who had those basic things ready didn't practice with the gear they had. I had a friend who had to go show his friend how to use, how to even turn on and use the generator that he had. It just blew my mind that you'd invest that type of money into a generator and then not know how to use it. So we should uh, have our stuff staged, ready, prepared, um, work on work on getting good information sources, staying in touch with your local community through social media, and also just being ready to help other people if shit hits the fan and being ready to accept help from other people because our networks are a good way to, um, get some resources, um, or to expand your resources and build upon it too. It felt great to be able to help out another family. And now in turn, if I ever, ever need help, I'm sure they're going to be able to help me and they're going to be more than welcoming to. Plus, to get a chance to talk to them about preparedness and things they could have done to be more prepared so maybe they wouldn't even have to need to ask for help in the future. But that's it for this episode. Got more episodes coming. A couple guests in the queue. Just wanted to talk real quick about the experience I had during the power outage. Give my thoughts on this Russian coup and go from there but guys more episodes coming July is going to be a full month of episodes I look forward to getting them out to you I appreciate everybody who's uh, started following on the last prepper standing on Instagram if you guys are not inside the preppers club I always encourage you to do that as well there'll be a link in the episode descriptions and there's links all across everywhere I'm at on social media so until next time guys last prepper standing thank you for listening